Welcome to Chapel, which today is sponsored by Radbrook and features a valedictory talk by Mrs Drew. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the wonderful things you have done. I will sing with joy because of you. I will sing praise to you, almighty God. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. In our reading for today, St Paul writes in 1 Corinthians of the normal growth in human knowledge and understanding from childhood through adulthood and on into eternity. When I was a child, my speech, feelings and thinking were all those of a child. Now that I am an adult, I have no more use for childish ways. What we see now is like a dim image in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. What I know now is only partial. Then it will be complete, as complete as God's knowledge of me. We all find Zoom so tiring because the technology doesn't yet allow us to look into each other's eyes, even if there's only two of us talking. Psychologists tell us that if there's more than 1.2 seconds before we get a response, that's just long enough for us to doubt whether the other person is actually interested in what we have said. And then there's your own face staring back at you and so many eyes upon you. At school, we used to see each other face to face to making eye contact, used to squidging four at a time onto a house sofa. Those things seem very precious in this time of doom zoom. I usually like change. I've been at Shrewsbury for nine years and it's actually the 14th school that I've been part of. No, sorry, I don't have a string of stories about being expelled or sacked. I just moved house a lot, including on the very first day I arrived at Shrewsbury School. In theory, schools, you might think, would be all the same. But in fact, everyone, of course, has its own unique feel, its own culture. Every school, every school, has its own special vocabulary for buildings and responsibilities. You saw, when you arrived, the contrasts between this school and the one that you left. In expectations, in rules, even in the way people move. Anthropologists study exactly those things by watching and recording traditions, conversations, body language. What I think we should all be interested in is how cultural change for the better occurs. Most often it's because people collaborate to make things happen. I remember the very first time that Speech Day became a glorious shared picnic at Shrewsbury. With house wigwams, house teepees, brass bands and marquees. Yes, before that, the bumps, the cricket, the call-over were already in place. But everybody ate separately. It needed a focal point where everyone could not only meet in their own houses, but also just wander over to others, a few feet away, around the boundary rope. It was like everyday school should be, but in microcosm. The Christmas fair in aid of the food bank was another cultural shift. The maths lessons that Mr Payne runs, when the town comes up the hill to the school. Things change for the better when people meet face to face and discuss things with a nod, a raised eyebrow, a shake of the head, or the best, a laugh. Our partnership with the Shoesy has lasted since 1903 because at least three times a term, that's what we do. Youth clubs and schools actually have completely different cultures. We are compulsory, they're voluntary, we are formal, they're informal, we are fee-paying, they pay a pound. 
we are boarding, they sleep in their own beds. But our shared aims mean we are creating a shared culture, one where people matter more than things. Going to Malawi, going to Liverpool will happen again. Zoom makes us look at a distortion of our own faces and those of others. We're all still ourselves inside, but it will be so much better when we can see each other wholly, not partially. St Paul was one of the first teachers in remote. He taught by writing letters. It was only 50 years or so after Jesus had died. In living memory, people had been able to meet Jesus face to face. They'd been there to listen to him speak. They'd seen him use touch to heal people. In his letter, Paul reassures the Corinthians that although they now feel as if they only see God, as if they're looking through a glass, a brass mirror, or in our world, a screen, and they can only see God darkly, but, and it's a good but, there is a future time, a then, when we will see God face to face. He writes, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. I shall know even as also I am known. God sees us as individuals. And if we choose, we can know him too. The second reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 to 3. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Sunday saw the Feast of Pentecost, one of the great days of Christian celebration, in which we remember the Holy Spirit being manifested as wind and flame and inspired language in the life of the early church. Our reading from Isaiah speaks about the same Holy Spirit resting on God's servants, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Which of the attributes of the spirit of the Lord resonate with you at the moment? Which ones make you think, aha, yes. Which of the attributes of the spirit do you feel resistant towards? Do you think, oh no, when you hear it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you to show us which aspects of your spirit we are in need of today. We ask you, God, for your spirit to rest on friends or family who desperately need wisdom, understanding and counsel in these days of uncertainty. We ask for your spirit to rest on those who need your power and your might to heal and to restore. We pray for those who are working for healing and restoration in the National Health Service and in health services across the world in the face of COVID-19. And we pray too for those who are working for healing and restoration in the USA at the moment. We pray that in that nation, every life may matter. And we ask for your spirit to rest on those who don't yet know you or revere you. Heavenly Father, send your Holy Spirit and restore your people. In Jesus' name, Amen. So now may God the Father, who does not despise the broken spirit, give to you a contrite heart 
May Christ, who bore our sins in his body on the tree, heal you by his wounds. May the Holy Spirit, who leads us into all truth, speak to you words of pardon and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.